Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This week's episode of Guitar Nerds is sponsored by Indra Guitars. Whether you're after a full custom electric guitar, a repair, or just the smallest of modifications to make your instrument stand out from the crowd, Indra Guitars can guarantee a truly original result so that your guitar really is your guitar and there isn't another one like it in the world. Indra Guitars can realise your concept through discussion and understanding. You'll not be asked to conform to a pre-existing format or adapt your ideas to suit a production line. Design limitlessly from the ground up with the help of a fully trained, artistically minded luthier willing to break all the boundaries. Indra Guitars' expertise in acid etching on their own guitar designs, custom plates, inlays and head caps gives you complete control of your instrument's aesthetic and opens the doors to a wholly original instrument as unique as the player themselves. Check out Indra Guitars at indraguitars.com and get in touch to start a conversation about your next dream guitar. Hello and welcome to the Guitar the Nerds podcast, podcast, the world's number one Guitar, guitar Nerds, Nerds podcast. podcast. Yes, well done, everyone. Congratulations. This is episode. I two, don't even have a script. This is episode two hundred and fifty-six, and yet he still doesn't know how the intro goes. <laughs> still needs a script. Loves it. I am your host, Joe Branton, joined this week by Jay Cross. Hello, Mark Packham. Don't judge the judge, please, because there's only one judge, and that's me, Mister Oncar Judge, and Matthew Knight. Do you smell what the rock is cooking? <laughs> Yes, yes, and and welcome, welcome, dear listener. This week, uh, we're going to be talking about um, we're going to be talking about some cool new guitars from from Gretsch, and we're going to be taking, I think, no, we're not, no, we're not, Gretsch Guild. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> oh! big mistake. Knock his pay. Yeah. Knock his pay. <laughs> and hopefully, we're going to be taking uh, a load of questions from the from the Facebook. Uh, group facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum we've got loads of actually really good questions as opposed um, to the general rubbish yeah exactly so it was it was hard to sort of pick only a few so i picked a loads unfortunately there's not that much news so it, you know i say that we'll probably end up talking about i don't know sort of mark's bowel movements for the first like, 20 minutes or something i have got news on that oh really no, no. Oh, i'm excited okay well anyway yes yeah, so before we before we get into things we're going to introduce our new patrons um uh for for this week uh, hello and welcome to James Mills, um, to Ewan Cool, and to Adam. 
Um, he's just gone for the one name, and also um, Pi has upgraded from from to, to the uh, ten dollar tier. Uh, so welcome, Pi. Um, That'd be easy for you. If, we, if yeah. we ever have to do it in one breath again, that's easy for you Exactly, to, I'm uh, quite happy with that. In. Yeah, it's, if people want to go for these one-name things, that's actually fine with me. I uh, I don't mind at all. Now, before we crack into anything, we've got another giveaway to talk about. So uh, so we teamed up with, uh, with Thorpe FX to give away one Thorpe FX heavy water dual high-gain headroom, high high headroom boost pedal. It was a highly ranked pedal by all the nerds in the 2019 gear it's of the year. fantastic. Yes, it is an absolutely fantastic make Goodera stroke drive pedal, stroke kind of well, preamp, like stroke make, everything. It's like a make Goodera times two because it's got two make Goodera buttons. One it, makes it good and then one makes it like better. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. So one, let's let's explain to the listener exactly what it is. Let's give everyone a refresher of the uh, of the heavy water mat. So the heavy water is a is a dual sided um, boost pedal with absolutely tons, like tons of headroom. I mean, like tons and tons of headroom. Like I had to have everything on like a quarter, and it's still <laughs> it's still like a, a boost above unity. On the- yeah, it is, it is basically um, after the Dane came out, uh, which everyone's sort of aware of, that really nice to sort of drive with a really good boost side. Everyone said, can you make the just the boost side in a single pedal? But uh, not one to uh, just bow down to requests. Obviously, he wants to do something um, a little bit more like all of his other pedals. So it's the boost side from the Dane. Uh, and then there is a recalibrated version um that's a little bit grittier um using some germanium diodes in in the circuit so you've got kind of a great clean boost with the sort of um what they call the, the really nice what i call like the lows control that's on there so it gives you kind of all the bottom ends that you could want and it helps really sort of fatten up the sound of maybe a really bright sort of amplifier um so you can have one on all the time and then you can use the other one to just give you a load of sort of grit and gain um so it can even go into almost like you know sort of really like fuzzy territory yeah um yeah, yeah it's, it's an amazing pedal yeah it's surprising how incredibly versatile it is i think you know mainly because that uh the, the controls on there are simply boost and lows for either side of the pedal and the the boost like i say is so much headroom but the way the two sides interact with each other means yes you can get everything from a sparkly boost boost right up to a ridiculous like collapsing the gain stage of your amplifier style fuzz and it's incredible the way the lows control interacts um, so actively with with everything else, I don't feel like I'm just adding in sub. I feel like I'm I'm adjusting the EQ entire as I move it through its settings. But yeah, yeah boosting the lows on the right hand side on the gainy one, you get some really sort of like Marshall esque heavy drive if uh, if you want, as well as you know having something like a little bit more clean and sparkly. Um, Absolutely, uh, just a, just a really good. Uh, yeah, almost like a utility pedal, almost, um, you know, just to have on, on your board. So, yeah, not one to miss out, I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and uh, the entry for this is open globally. So all you've got to do is visit uh, the, the Guitar Neds. You know, you can 
you can visit our Facebook, our Instagram, our Twitter. You can find the entry post. It's easy to find. And uh, and you've just got to answer the question, what is one piece of merchandise available to purchase from the Thorpey Effects website? Going with the same question as last time, we, are you? We are. We are. Yes. Yes, exactly. It's, Didn't it's, have much uh, time to think of the question. No, it's it's a good question because people have to visit the Thorpey Effects website and, you know, that helps with, uh, you know, with SEO style things. So it's, it's you know, it's all there. Uh, <laughs> Doesn't help with SEO, but whatever. <sighs> Yes, it, it, it certainly does. Like the more people that are landing on the page, oh, yeah, you know. I suppose. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, so to answer the uh, to answer that question, you'll need to visit ThorpeFX dot com. We're going to be announcing the winner on the eighth of April, right here on the on the podcast, using the spinning that's like a month wheel away, of mate. nerdery. Yes, yeah. There's lots and lots of time. There are going to be frequent posts every week. There will be posts reminding people to enter this competition. It's four entire um, weeks. Yeah, yeah, that's the entire. Yeah, exactly. That is a, it's a long old time. So entry is actually only open till Monday the sixth of April because that is when we record uh, the episode announcing the winner. But it, we'll, we'll announce the winner on Wednesday the eighth of April. So April, April. So find that post and get entering because that's uh, this uh, an absolutely wonderful one hundred and eighty nine pounds and ninety nine pence pedal that you, dear listener, have a uh, have a chance of winning Whew. now. Um, moving on to the rest of the podcast, Mark Packham. Hello there. You've been watching some rather some documentaries about musicians that I would not expect you to watch. I watched three documentaries this week. Uh, the first one I would recommend. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna rank them in order of how important it is that you watch them. Oh no, just how good they are. First one, the best one of the three, documentary called Paris is Burning, uh, which is a document documentary about the voguing scene uh, in. I guess, I mean, it spans quite a range of time, but the, the documentary, I think, is 90s. Wait, what's voguing? Um, it was, uh, I guess, the documentary focuses on the New York scene, I think, um, and uh, part of a kind of New York gay subculture, a lot of sort of dance, uh, dancing, and it's almost, almost like a kind of fashion show. Right. Um Definitely worth checking out. One of the best documentaries I've seen for ages. Um, and, yeah, really explores the the subculture and uh, very informative, but also absolutely hilarious in places as well. The other one, also based in New York, uh, is the Sunshine Hotel. I, I assume these were music-related in the, some the, way. The last one will be, right. and I'll tell you why it's the... Uh, okay. Because the first two... Both really interesting. Right. Um, Sunshine Hotel is about a uh, legendary flop house in New York City um, and the inhabitants of said flop house. So again, super interesting. Really enjoyed it. On the same weekend as those, I also watched the Manic Street Preachers documentary, right. which is on Amazon. Um, because I was like, this has popped up in my feed and I kind of want to... I don't know anything about the Manic Street Preachers. I remember... I wasn't there when they were sort of around originally. Then they had that bit of a break. Um, and then they did the uh, Everything Must Go or whatever the album was called. The one the one that had the big singles on it. Right. And I remember sort of liking them as a kid and thinking, yeah, this is quite nice. They're not as good as Oasis. Oasis are better. So I was like, I don't know anything about these fellas. Don't know where they came from. I want to watch it. And um, turns out that, they are really boring. <laughs> and I, li- I actually liked what the, the thing that stuck with me from the documentary is I, I really like their 
again, this is going to sound a little bit pretentious, but I really like their very early stuff. Like the uh, the first... Like Holy Grail, which was no, the first record. No, way before that. And oh, that's right, also okay. not the first record. Oh, isn't it? No. Oh, okay. um, the first single that they did, which is called Suicide Alley, uh, is great. So kind of like, sounds a bit like The Clash's first album. Right. Um, and that's really cool. And then there's also, I'm just going to quickly Google it... Um, there was another single after that that was also very good. I just can't remember the name of it right now. Um, and I actually don't really like anything past that. Right. And yeah, the what struck me about it is I, I'm being f- kind of a bit facetious when I say they're really boring. What I actually mean is they're just like normal geezers. They're very normal people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean the totally. people, not the band. Uh, I, I don't particularly like the music. Okay. Um, because for me, it's just not what I'm into. I like the first stuff because it's a bit more raw and it's a bit more, you know, straight to the point, which is exactly what I'm into. Yeah. As soon as there starts to be more production, for, that's not for me. Um, but yeah, I don't mean they're boring. What I mean is they're for people that have sold millions of albums, they're surprisingly down to earth. Um, and... So that was the that was the kind of main thing that I took from it. But also, the guitars in it are incredible. Yes, now we're on to something. Yeah, yeah. I want to talk about the equipment because they actually have a really interesting set of equipment. Talk to me about sort of the... Because, of course, you've got James Dean Bradfield, very famous for... Yeah. for Les Paul Customs. Kind of, yeah. So that was the um, the main focus, really, is... Like, he basically says... And again, this ties into what I was saying before, is like... He basically says, like, I don't really have any vices. You know, I'm not, like, big into drugs or booze or anything like that. But my thing is, I just buy loads of guitars. And um, so he's got in their, what I think is their sort of rehearsal room, he's got racks and racks of guitars. Wow. The main one, obviously, being, yeah, the white Les Paul Custom that has been seen in all their videos and you always see him using live and stuff. 1990 Les Paul Custom. Oh, so that's a single Les Paul Custom. It's not that he has a lot. I mean, I'm sure he has backups. Um, um, it, yeah, but... I'm sure there are backups. But the famous one is this one called Faithful, uh, right. which is a 1990 Les Paul Custom. Currently, interestingly, currently got Shed pickups in there, which is a Welsh brand. Oh, yeah. Um, we have a set of those those are the pickups that are still waiting to go into the mod mode guitar oh I've brilliant got in my house so oh, wonderful. When, when we finally break through the patreon barrier and we mm-hmm. do the mod mode stuff the ever increasing patreon barrier yeah yeah uh, <laughs> no no we're just keeping it it's 1500 when we get there then we'll uh we're 200 bucks away yeah then we will do mod mode and we will use the shed pickups in the squire strat and see right. what the difference is um but the other guitar that or one of the other guitars that was super interesting is the um 1986 fender telly uh, aka the Richie. Right. Um and this was the guitar that I believe Richie no I believe James Dean Bradfield had this guitar. Wait, I need to look at the I would need to look at the timeline. But anyway, he swapped it back and forth with Richie, who was right. the guitar player that uh disappeared. Dis- disappeared. Um and this is the guitar that's known uh, the biggest appearance is like the main riff on Motorcycle Emptiness. Right. Um which is one of their big early tunes i think that's on holy bible from what i can remember i think you're right yeah um and yeah a, a lot of that kind of early stuff this is kind of integral to the sound you know you think about the white Les paul but actually this is uh equally as kind of a, a bigger a bigger part of, of that sound but yeah he's just got loads and loads of guitars and it's really cool seeing them he pulls out a gretch at one point as part of that bit where he says you know i don't have any vices i just buy guitars he's sort of like yeah, I sort of just I just went for a bit of a sort of country rockabilly phase. So I just bought this, and he's got like a 1965 
6120, you know, amazing guitar. Um, and I guess when you've sold millions of albums, that's what you can do. I've seen him use that live. And more recently, actually, he started using a Shergold Masquerader, one of the new ones. Oh, yeah. I can't remember the pickup configuration he's gone for out of the three options, the SMO 1, 2, and 3. But, um, but yeah, he's uh, he's been seen with one of those, which I thought was actually testament to the guitar itself when you consider... That he literally has infinite money for these things. He yeah. can he can do he can play whatever he wants. So the fact that he was playing an eight hundred pound Shergold, I thought was a real testament to it. Yes, and does it go into Richie's disappearance? Much? It does quite a lot actually. Um, and the thing about it, I can't remember when the doc because the documentary is quite old. Okay, it's just come up on Amazon Prime. I I saw it on Prime this weekend. Uh, yeah. yeah. Manic Street Preachers Go Man Googling Man Googling I, I on think a podcast. It's like two thousand and deftly marked eight. types under his oh, MacBook right, okay. Pro. No manifesto. Oh no, it's twenty fifteen. I thought it was older than that. Um and I think at that point they had declared him as officially yeah, dead. Yeah, two thousand eight. Yeah. Um it doesn't really go into it that okay. much, if I'm honest. It doesn't kind of dwell on the uh, the Richie stuff. Apart, I from, guess the like, thing is, is like probably everything that's ever well, totally been written about, written or shown about that band focuses on that. And th- this documentary, because that's kind of the only part of their story that I really know anything about. Yeah, it's same. because that's one of the big parts of their history. Is that happened? It's been documented loads. Yeah, you know, you could read about that at any time. And actually, what this film was. The film really is kind of, it is a kind of potted history of the band, but it is also about them just like being regular people and like dealing with being also sort of part-time rock stars as well. You know, there's, there goes, a, there's a, a big scene with Nicky, who's the bass player. Um, basically he got, for some reason or another, I think it was, it was a, a national newspaper printed like, his address essentially because he was you know they've sold loads of albums and he was living in like a little bungalow somewhere um and they put his address and suddenly you know all these fans are turning up all the time and he's like moved to this small village where no one really knows who he is and he just takes his dog out for a walk and stuff like that um and yeah they're all pretty yeah like i say i don't want to say boring but i think even they themselves would say that they're general they're quite boring blokes and it's really interesting to see that juxtaposition yeah absolutely and some some nice guitars yes absolutely even on the on the bass front uh nicky wire had always been quite interesting on that in in that capacity he played jazz basses for the longest time but then um i don't know towards sort of 2010 ish onwards he made the move to italia um, oh weird! Yeah, yeah. Re- well, he's he's obviously quite has quite flamboyant taste, and and they were you know Italia were great at doing perloid guitars, glitter yeah, yeah, finishes. Yeah. They were kind of something different. They definitely suited Nicky Wire, you know, really very well. But he had a, he had an Italia Marinello, which is like a um, a, a very small Les Paul style body, but a thirty four inch scale neck. Uh, which was really cool. He had that in a few glitter finishes, and the the name of the the, the other model is going to escape me. Um, it was a. Uh, I'll see if I can find it quickly. It was a hollow body um, that that had only a piezo pickup. Oh uh, yeah, I can't remember what it was two called. Two diagonally was it not- opposing f holes. 
Was it not also a Mondial? Mondial. Oh, it might have been. No, Marinello. Yeah, Marinello is the one with pickups. So Mondial, I think. No, is- Mondial has also got pickups. Has it? Yeah. Right. Well, they're, okay. they're just the Mondial and Marinello are just two different shapes. Okay. Yeah. So they probably have various. Uh, I know that there was one that a Mondial that had the big neck pickup. It also. Okay. Yes. It the- was the one that had the sliding thumb rest. Yeah. Do you remember? Uh, no. On the yeah. No. You're you're wrong. Uh, what you're thinking of is no. So the Mondial does yes have the sliding. Oh, so yeah, I was right. right. <laughs> okay, so yes, good. yes, but it's in fact the it is also Marinello, the other one he played. I've, I've found right, it now. Fine. They did the Marinello semi-solid Z bass, right. and that was that was just a piezo. So yes, you're absolutely right. There certainly is a piezo in the, in the Mondial, but it has a big EBO style humbucker in the neck position on the Mondial on the one that Nicky Wire was playing. It was indeed the Marinello, which is that mini Les Paul body, but with, uh, you know, with as a lot of those things had, it's like a Hofner style bridge, so the fret wire bridge pieces, and uh, and and yeah, just a piezo, which, well, like that's a really specific sound having having only having access yeah. to the piezo, and I think considering the size venues they were playing in the stage, I guess you get sort of quiet stages, so it does, so it actually becomes not a problem at that point. But trying to negotiate a piezo at at the sort of you know for a big rock and roll gig, uh, yeah, must have been very very difficult. So you know, hats In- off to him. For- interestingly, now it looks like he switched to Aerodyne jazz basses. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. And uh, just looking, <laughs> I looked at the most recent pictures I could find. Um, and yeah, Aerodyne jazz, Aerodyne precision. Right. He's also playing a Guild B three hundred one. Is oh, it? Oh yeah, the, very uh, nice. The single pickup Guild. Um, there is some pictures with the uh the the Italias as well. Um, but yeah, real mix. And again, you know, if you're watching the documentary, that was one of the most fun bits for me is like picking out what guitars everyone's yeah. playing. So yeah. it's cool. Yeah, super cool. Now, uh, we spoke about this a bit last week when we were doing our summary of the UK guitar show over in Birmingham. But this week I've had more time to spend on the Moore 7 Series pedals. Cool. Um, so yeah, so there are, there are four... There are four pedals in that series. Um, I think is... they're missing a trick there. Yeah, it should have been five. <laughs> well, yeah, I think I think there are four. We got four anyway. So there's the E7 synthesizer, the D7 delay, the R7 reverb, and the A7 ambience pedal. Mm. And I had a mess around on that today. I popped a little picture on our on our Facebook group of um, of the ambience pedal. Absolutely fantastic. This is a hundred pound pedal that does. Every, every crazy sound you can think of, a really great shimmer that tracks perfectly. It even has like a particle verb, the sort of thing that you buy a Line 6 Helix for Yeah, um, built in there, as well as some super crazy, like out, it has seven, seven presets on it, which is, of course, the nature of the seven series. And then with each preset, preset you can then adjust each of the controls and every single control has a button in the middle which you can then press to save it back into the preset if you want if you want to always come back to that sound which is great like super simple and really effective use of a mini pedal in order to you know include a button and a rotary in each control these sort of multi-use concentrics which i thought was a um was a really great idea but 
then all of the uh, the seven sounds, there's like hall and spring, but the halls and the springs are, are a million miles more extreme than than you would expect from like a normal, you know, 63 spring. They're all crazy. Yeah. And um, a chaos control, a lovely chaos control. Oh, we talked about this there. last week, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, we did. The chaos control. Absolutely. But, but so much fun. I was able to, with virtually no effort, with the slightest adjustment of each of the presets, turn these things into kind of usable very soundscape based reverbs into absolutely crazy like post rock machines sort yeah of thing. I, I couldn't believe how great the tones were that i was getting out of a 99 pound pedal um i need to spend time with the other three i haven't really sat down with remind me what they all are again so the r7's just a reverb yeah i wasn't listening uh the r7's a reverb but i imagine that includes more more functional more <laughs> more, more functional, functional yeah reverbs than the uh, than the ambient uh, seven, the A seven, um, and then there's a D seven delay, and there is which I assume will have all all the delay standards that you expect, and then the E seven, I think it's called the E seven, which is actually a synth, um, which is based on all the synth sounds that you get from the G three hundred, yeah, the sort of the Helix sure. Slayer by yes. uh, by Moore. So, and I really enjoyed that synthesizer as well. Certainly on the GE 300, that synth had an awful lot of stuff there. So how they've managed to sandwich that all into sort of seven presets with six rotaries or four rotaries rather, five rotaries. It'd be interesting right. to see if they <laughs> interesting to see if they actually have because yeah. obviously you know the interface on a multi effects for something like that is generally mm. easier. Well, exactly. Than a compact. Yeah, yeah, a particularly exactly. a mini pedal. You know. Yeah. But um, but super cool, and I think it's the uh, the E seven that's pink as well. So even uh, oh no, it's the D seven that's pink. The E seven uh, is a sky blue. Ah, wonderful, blue. wonderful. The A seven, the ambience pedal, is a lovely glittery navy. Um, but I was uh, I I had an awful lot of time. It was a it was a fantastic um, pedal, very cool indeed. Oh, is there? Um, I was just on their website, and I noticed that one thing. I don't know if we ever really talked about it that much, but they are listing it on the site. And I've not seen them anywhere. Their tube engine, which is their little twenty watt class AB um, valve power amp. Yeah, we we um, did talk about that because they also did a um, did a did a load of preamps, didn't they? Um, yeah, and I think also a cab. They do a cab nor a cab sim pedal. Cab sim they pedal. They did the cab sim pedal. Yeah, yeah. So we we did talk about it and just the fact that it was, uh, you know, they've basically they've they've de- it's like going to a posh restaurant and getting like a deconstructed apple crumble. <laughs> basically, what they've got is a deconstructed, uh, That's exactly deconstructed what it is. Uh, JCM eight hundred. Yeah. Oh man, I love this brand. You know, they do the. Do you remember the baby bomb as well? We got one yeah. a couple of years ago when they came out. It was actually it was just a fantastic really easy thing to partner with your helix or your you know your pedal of that type if you wanted to go straight into straight into a cabinet it was uh, very good indeed mm. they, they 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 have a lot of products on their website some things and some very odd looking things as well like uh, one of their modeling amps the tank um actually looks like a sort of like tank that was on like an 80s like arcade machine it's very weird it's got like a little um like touch screen above it and stuff they, they they've got some like some cool weird stuff on the site obviously loads of mini pedals which i've lost count of of uh how many now including the micro drummer yeah, um they certainly do more than you'd think uh, unbelievable um but yeah it's um it would be it would be cool to have like the whole range plugged in and kind of uh 
just rank all of them because some of them I've, I've forgotten like how good they were like the triangle buff i remember being really good that was their kind of 60s big muff yeah um, yeah that was great they're like the nine- small tube amps are still still listed as current the little monster bm and the little monster ac i i would have thought they would have really been weird. like superseded by the new digital whatnots that they're doing but hot nuts hot nuts but uh, yeah yeah the um little tank yeah yeah they don't seem to discontinue continue anything it's a very very thorough uh lineup of gear oh mm. great brand anyway speaking of like a uh, mini demo things jay cross you also had a little bit of a, a demonstration evening on sunday last uh yeah sort of i had a uh, I had a bit of time to myself last night and uh i decided to plug in some pedals because you know that's what you do and then whilst i was you okay yeah. Okay. Good. Uh, whilst I was, um, <laughs> uh, I just I, I I decided I'd do a little video on the bubbler, which is the Fender chorus pedal, which um, nobody seems to know exists. No. Oh, yes, an underrated pedal, yeah. I guess, in the in the lineup. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it's wicked. I, I mean, obviously, once you take away the fact that uh, I'm a really bad guitar player, it's um, it, was, it was fine. It was a, yeah. The demo was fine. I showed off all the features, and you know, if people want to hear it play properly, then you go and buy it. You don't always um, need to be shredding <laughs> to do a demo. I thought it was great. Uh, yeah. No. The the bubble is really cool. That um, the Lost Highway, which is the phaser, and the um, pinwheel which is the leslie emulator oh, all have God, the uh they've all got this this feature which is really nice in that they've got two speeds it's, it's basically a dual Ramping. yeah it's like a dual modulation pedal so there's two speeds in there and you can switch from one to the other you can set those independently switch from one to the other but they also have a, a, a control on there called the sensitivity control where basically you can set a threshold whereby depending on how hard you're playing is it will override the foot switch and it will automatically um ramp up from the slower speed to the faster speed right um which is a really really interesting design feature and i I don't think i've seen it on any other pedals and I, i just think it's wicked i really really like it and you know if you're um if you're you know not much of a modulation head like i'm not um having the ability to do something pretty weird with a relatively cheap pedal i thought um, i thought it was really interesting how extreme you could make that chorus yeah how, how it how it would do everything from the at its most extremes it was kind of like a crazy vibrato yeah totally um, yeah, and then yeah. you know once you turn it up to the uh kind of triangle wave like yeah. really like really stuttery um yeah i mean i i think it's great i i, I really really like it This episode of Guitar Nerds is brought to you by Shergold Guitars and their latest electric guitar, The Provocateur. Celebrated by Total Guitar Magazine as one of the most refined single cuts on the market with endlessly satisfying playability and a flawless set of tones. The Shergold Provocateur combines remarkable specification with a retro vibe for a unique and bona fide rock guitar. From the brand that once powered the likes of Joy Division and is now championed by modern guitar pioneers and so I watch you from afar and many others comes a fresh and exciting range of electric guitars designed by legendary British guitar luthier Patrick James Hegel and featuring a roasted mahogany neck and a solid mahogany body loaded with USA made Seymour Duncan pickups it's easy to see why Guitarist Magazine officially voted the provocateur one of the best electrics of 2019 
You can find your nearest Shergold dealer at shergoldguitars.com. And if you're not in the UK, don't fear. Many UK-based Shergold dealers have super awesome international shipping options to guarantee your Shergold will make it to you in the most far-flung of places. Proudly stand out from the crowd and discover yours today at shergoldguitars.com. Shergold Guitars. Be your own original. What, Matt, what's your chorus of choice at the moment? Are you DC2. Still, yeah, still DC2W. Yeah, because I, I like the sound of a chorus, but I don't like necessarily all the kind of warbly modulation. I thought uh, Dimension like, wasn't chorus. Well, it's got the same vibe. Oh, right. Okay, it's, it's funny. Thing. It's just any time any of us call the dimension well it's um course, i guess you, it's the you, only you, way you I'm, i can describe it it works in the same it works <laughs> we didn't in ask the... what your favorite dimension pedal was mate <laughs> uh, uh, um but yeah i still i still run the dc2 basically um to me it just it's well i mean i'm a massive um prince fan and it is the sound of purple rain so for me it's just like that that's the sound and it just doesn't overwhelm um your kind of sound when you're using it with drive um but the one pedal i have been using a lot recently in terms of modulation is the fate mxr phase 95 um despite my hate of mini pedals um <laughs> in that your foot will never shrink to the size of a mini pedal um what's really great is it's captured all of the sounds that are in the phase 99 uh which is the script kind of um phase 90 um but in a in a pedal that just about fits on my um on my pedal board um so yeah, that that is really good. But sort of modulation wise, tend to just stick to the uh, the dimension. So the phase oh. ninety nine is two phase nineties in one, right? Yes, with the script with the script um, button in there, which gives you the kind of uh, Eddie Van Halen sort of early phase ninety sound. Right. The phase ninety five is a single version of one part of the ninety nine. Um. So if that makes sense. It doesn't. <laughs> it's half of a phase ninety nine, basically. <laughs> okay, yeah, but isn't that just a phase ninety? <laughs> no, because it's got all the extra buttons and features. That oh, the I see. Has. Okay, gotcha. So, speaking um, of uh, adding things to your pedal board, Matt Knight, you've recently been once again redoing your pedal board. Always, always redoing always. his pedal board. It's so like what, Lego. Talk, talk me through your current pedal board. Have you changed the actual board? Is this a new board? It is, yeah. I finally, um, finally got round to ordering, and I've been talking about it with Rich from Older and Ash for ages um, about ordering a custom board because the custom pedal boards, pedal board that I've been using for um, the last sort of year and a half or so, has been great. Um, but I have missed having my wild pedal on there. And while I've kind of had like other sideboards, I was just like, look, I just want a pedal board that is got everything on that i want that just lives at home uh and so why, also why got, couldn't what? you fit a, a wire on because the there was board. no um because it's much wider than a standard wire so the wire space that's built onto the custom pedal boards uh, i understand um his, his pedal boards are built around the stat like the width of it so one or two or three wide of a standard crybaby and obviously those pedal boards are expensive um if you want to go for the full size es8 board 
with the three spaces for three wild pedals or volume pedals, whatever. I think they're now like nearly 700 quid. Oh, that's a big old, um, big old chunk. We're Who actually three expressions. Crazy people. Uh, no, <laughs> I mean, if, if I could, probably would. Um, but actually, that's why I went to, to Rich from Old Nash because obviously, if you haven't um, checked him out, obviously, if you've gone to Instagram, he's got a great Instagram page. And what he started doing, he is he originally started doing the kind of, and he still does the kind of exotic wood um, pedal board. So, like spalted maple, like walnut, oak, like all of these different amazing looking woods um for a pedal board what he's done recently is started doing tolex covered ones yeah Um, these are great so the matching board and then the hard case shell that goes on top um reminds me very much of the salvage custom pedal boards that um came out sort of about seven or eight years ago and he's just doing a great job at building them now i've been having boards built by him for work um since he started and he's done and a few and changed up the ideas but this is basically um a slanted board that's obviously got a removable lid so there's a cutout for the esa and then you can put a bunch of stuff underneath um, so have you had a cutout built in for your wider what, what is the wire that you're using it's the i'm using the snarling dogs mold spore right uh, which is extremely hard to find they don't really ever come up that often um it's gorgeous me- yellow wire with a foot shaped Pedal. Yes, with a foot-shaped expression. Uh, but the killer thing with this is it's got a ring modulator built into it. Um, they do a whole range of amazing ones, which we've we've talked about before. But yeah, it's, to me, it's got like the best. They all have exactly the same wire circuit, but then there's a whole range of these snarling dog pedals that came out that had different like sub circuits, and this one has a has a ring modulator, which is also controlled by the um, expression pedal. So when I went to Rich, I said, "Can you?" cut out enough that it's got the space for the ES8 and then has room for the wire pedal. And then we built, I'm, I'm basically laid everything out that I'd got enough room to also put my deluxe memory man um, on there. Cause it is just one of the best sounding analog delays. You've had that, ever made. you've had that forever, right, Matt? No, I bought that maybe about, just over a year ago, he went oh, through. Right. A, he went through a period where he was buying every single deluxe memory man he could find. So he yeah, I mean, basically, I hunted around for ages because the specific one that I wanted to find was a early nineties reissue point knobbed MN three thousand five chipped deluxe memory man because that is basically the same as the original seventies one. Got it. Um, so the later ones. The, the circuits always varied until they got to the Deluxe Man Man 1500 TT. Do you remember that one? The one that came in like the XO box. No. Um, <laughs> and that was the that went back to those original chips. Bizarrely enough, those chips X5 actually make a reissue of that particular chip now, which is in the tonal recall um, and a lot of other sort of boutique analog pedals that are coming out. But the Deluxe Memory Man has this particular like ambient quality to it with all all the repeats um so i was like i need to have that on my pedal board but uh obviously electroharmonic so the foot switch is extremely ropey um (laughs) it it's got no trails um so if you want to sort of turn it off and if you've got this big sort of wash of repeats going off as soon as you turn it off you lose all of that um and it it can be a bit noisy and the blend control doesn't really 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Really work very well. So what I've done is I've paired it with a gig rig pedal called the Wetterbox, which is basically a parallel effects mixer. Yeah, yeah we, talked, got, we talked about those we, last year, right? Yeah, which we talked about before. So basically, one thing I was messing around with a few months ago was if you run in the Deluxe Memory Man just in loop B, leave nothing in loop A, loop A then becomes your clean signal, and then loop B becomes your wet signal. So you can run the Deluxe Memory Man at 100% wet and then blend in a clean signal. So it works out much better than trying to do it on the pedal. But it's got trails on it. So you can set the Deluxe Memory Man almost up to like um, kind of oscillation and then turn off the wet box, but the re- Memory Man repeats will still keep going so you can play over the top of it. So it basically makes it an even better pedal. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I just run that at the end of the signal chain. So whenever I want oh, just... Oh, you run that at the of, end of the signal chain? Yeah, I run it. I don't run it in the ES8. I run I run that at the at the very end. But right. so, um, very cool. Uh, answer me this, Matty. What's the difference? Talking about uh, memory men. What's the difference between the Deluxe Memory Man 550TT and the Deluxe Memory Man 1100TT? Is it delay time? It's delay time, yeah. Yeah, I thought it might. So be. it'll be the it'll be the chips that will be inside will give you. That's why Chase Bliss announced the tonal recall, which had the blue knobs on. Then they did the red knob version. Yeah, I mean that had double the X5 chips in it, so it gave you double the delay time. Got basically. it. Because actually, a lot of those Bucket Brigade chips have a very very well, I say very short, like a short delay time. So a lot of analog delays, for example, like the old DM2s, only go up to like. 330 milliseconds yeah hence the addition uh, of the custom setting on the dm2w yes yeah so there, i think there's another chip in there that gives you double double the delay time um so yeah i've um sort of slowly been putting together this board bit by bit um and kind of really doing I, every time i do one i like to make it better than the last one in terms of how well i do the wiring and all that sort of stuff. So, but it's it's made me think. I really just want to start building pedal boards again for other people. Um, I've really loved putting them together. So you're gonna I launch might, it as a I service, might. Matt Knight? Maybe, maybe. It's um, it's incredibly rea- relaxing. Um, <laughs> it's it's it, it's, it's, it's just a good way to calm. But, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
It's like changing strings. Changing strings is also very therapeutic. Oh, I find that very stressful. I hate changing strings. Yeah. Yeah. I like uh, it. I really? like it a lot. I like it until my cat realizes that I'm changing oh, strings. Oh, yeah. It's the worst. The absolute, absolute worst. worst. So I, I had to. I was going to go for a uh, a band practice with Emma for this new side project thing that I'm doing. Where I had to play the ES one seven eight, and she played me on her phone this track that we'd written and recorded in 2017, and I realised that I was I haven't restrung the ES175 from when we recorded that. It's the same strings. So that's the same strings from 2017. Oh, so you'll get that the same tone. Fantastic. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no need to worry. That's <laughs> so how it works. I really that def- tone is captured. That is, I, um, I started um, saving a list on my phone of my guitars and when I changed the strings <laughs> because I keep because I keep forgetting when oh, I last you, changed the strings. Well, I always forget when I change strings. So I'm the same as you. Like I might yeah. not play. I don't. I didn't play my strap for ages, and I was like, I haven't changed the strings on these in a year. I was like, <laughs> I need to start making a list of when I change the strings. So when I think, when was the last time I changed strings? I'm like, oh yeah, that's when I did it. Probably once every 24 hours yeah. of playing time. <laughs> yeah, which for some guitars that I own is a very long yeah. time. I once toured with a band, and their guitarist restrang every other show. Yeah. I, I've seen that. As yeah, well. yeah. I, I thought that was crazy. I thought you, I mean, you're for, just going to sacrifice tuning stability for what? For like a, a buy a treble did booster. Their, their band sound like you. Um, There's no need to tune. Uh, yeah, Doesn't matter. <laughs> does it? Can't hear it. It's just <laughs> yeah, noise. Isn't it? Yeah, fine. Um, fine. Yeah, I mean, what I would suggest is like for a touring band, particularly like a DIY touring band, they're not really sacrificing <laughs> the tune. They're, what they're sacrificing is like six quid a gig or whatever. <laughs> Well, That's exactly what it was. But the other side of it is, we were you know, playing you're, hundred cap venues. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> the other side of it is, if you're if you're only playing twenty minutes, you have you definitely haven't brought a spare guitar with you. Who only plays twenty minutes? Me. I Oof. couldn't tell you the last time I played a set that was more than twenty minutes. <laughs> I like, couldn't tell you the last time the... I had an intro that lasted <laughs> that short. <laughs> uh, where I was in this, uh, I did this like sort of emo hardcore band for a while, and uh, we, like. The, we did. We only did one proper tour. We did a couple of bits and bobs, but the one proper tour that we did, we oh, like we were playing like twelve minute sets, <laughs> like just <laughs> like ten, like ten songs, ten songs Who's in twelve minutes. Bang for buck in that. No one, zero people. It's, yeah, if you like fun it. though, isn't it? You know, the, thing, more. the thing the thing that you've got to bear in mind yeah is nobody uh-huh. likes your band as much as you do right yeah so what you, uh, the fact that there is anyone there watching you you should be doing them a favor by finishing quicker <laughs> so that they can go and get a pint right oh got it i understand yes yeah, so i didn't realize your band that set people should, dislike music your at the band shows you set go to. should be as long as it takes someone to drink a pint <laughs> yeah i i completely agree with because, that because right. because the thing is is if you're if your set lasts long, if I'm watching a band, I'm I'm like, oh, I've finished my pint. Oh, oh, they've only got a couple of songs left. I'll stick around and watch it. If it's like, oh, I'm going to go and get a pint, and they'll go get a pint, they'll be like, oh, I'm not going back in. <laughs> right, I see. Oh, fair enough, fair enough. That's uh, that's how it works. Work smarter, right. not harder. I understand. Uh, Matt Knight, I wanted to ask you about your pedal board. How do you? Yes. How do you even? How do you go about? Building it because if you're, I just mean uh, I need to qualify that if if you're getting a pedal board built to a certain uh, dimension, like is it a completely custom dimension that you're having it built to, or is it a standard size? Like, are you planning everything in advance, or are you hoping to work it out afterwards? And if you're hoping to work it out afterwards, isn't that a lot of risk? And also, if you're planning it beforehand, doesn't that make it much harder to change things retrospectively? That's, that's, all, all that's, all, that's all questions. That is all the questions you had. Um, so, so Rich offers a bunch of standard 
uh sizes so the pedal board that i got i think is called i want to say it's called the journeyman right maybe. so it's a standard it's a standard um, size but you've just had a custom cavity put in for no the width so yeah it's, it's no so his his pedal boards are standard in terms of the i think he does some standard ones for switches uh ones that are bigger for switches with um extra depth so for more pedals um and then smaller like travel ones for no no switches uh and then obviously he does custom sizes if you ask now i actually laid everything out beforehand um and kind of measured it but the main thing was for me was it had enough space for the switcher and the wire and then i made it big enough for enough enough depth for two boss pedals if you imagine them end to end right um so what i actually ended up with was the board with the bottom plate which has got enough for sort of four or five pedals and the switcher and the wire and then on the top it's almost the same size as a pedal train junior so actually the top part for me was like actually that's totally fine because i can move stuff around that's kind of fixed and i leave the stuff that i'm always going to have underneath just ah, fixed underneath that makes sense um but i wanted to build a board that you know not ever going to kid myself never going to gig it you know he's going to live at home and <laughs> since i'm sort oh, of come on you mate know, you've got a gig a it a... well actually funny enough i um, i think either this thursday or next thursday i have a band practice what? <laughs> what? uh yeah me and a friend are actually getting together and um we are attempting to write some of the songs that we've been sort of back and forth i'm so, i'm so um, excited about that I'm yeah still... so i built a mini pedal board just for the rehearsals <laughs> Because I was like, I need a pedal board. Though. So I've got a, I've got a pedal train Metro Twenty Four, which I've just put sort of six pedals on. One of which, the Minim, yeah, amazing, a- absolutely amazing. It's it's miles above um, the previous version, which the name the river, the, the, the river, so the old blood yeah, noise um, endeavors Minim. Yeah, so. Because obviously this one is the delay and reverb with the harmonic trem, and then you've got the double speed for the reverse delay. So you get this kind of like crystally shimmer. Um, but what's great is I've also got one of the old Blood Noise expression sliders um, at the top of the board. And when it's all the way down, you get oh, the reverb yes. and the delay without any of the upper octave. So you can fade in oh, with your foot octave. with a little slider. Oh, I'm very into that. Yeah. Um, it's it's great. I mean, the reverb sounds really good. It's really deep. It's kind of you know, it's like a big expansive hall reverb delay. Um, is nice, and you can kind of get both of them to go quite extreme, or you can dial them quite ba- um quite a lot back. Um, and then I've paired that with a, a game changer plus pedal. Um, You're going through a lot of the- ambience here. What what's no, the, I, that, he's not even going to plug a guitar in? <laughs> just going to push the end <laughs> of a jack lead and then pop <laughs> an out and like, noise. oh, thanks very much. <laughs> random noise generator well actually it's amazing how much you can actually it's amazing how much you can actually get on a metro 24 it's actually a surprisingly good pedal board i like how matt's referring to this as a mini pedal board so he's got the he's got there is no mini pedal board has got the game changer plus pedal on it matt i'm (laughs) sorry the the metro 24 is what i use and actually for my thing with emma i've got the game changer plus on it as well admittedly i only have one other pedal yeah but it's not it's not a mini pedal board Uh, is it well yeah well yeah that is the metro 24 is really small metro 24 is what i'm using for polymath now just the ms3 boss chorus and boss driver 
Wow. Metro 24, is there the way oh, future? Fantastic. I love the, way the little case. They're the way future. The way future. They the are way, the way future. Is that what I said? Yes. The way future. They're the way future. <laughs> I'm sticking with that. That's fine. Oh, yeah. What a wonderful... Yeah, mini pedalboards. <laughs> they're the best. Anyway, so, okay. So, right, we're at this juncture, right, where I think we can either do the news or we can go straight into some questions. What's everyone's voting on, on this? Let's take some votes. I sort of don't care what the listeners think, so I think we should do news. You think news, Jay Cross, where are you going? News oh, or I'm questions? happy either way. That doesn't help. Matt Knight, news I, or I questions? Think, I, I, I think we do I think we do some questions. Yeah, the, the then, news uh, can right, wait. So, yeah, so oh, so you're you're, oh, you're changed, pink, oh, I, you're, I changed my mind. Right, let's, okay. let's, the news I, can wait. I can't There's, tell my actually, funny funny story about electroharmonics. Oh no, no, tell your funny story. Oh, right. Oh, right. Well tell it tell it next week, Matt. Should we just do the Ocean's Twelve real quick so Matt can then Oh, yeah, oh, fine. Okay, here's the news jingle. News. You didn't have to put it in. No, well, I did. I can't do the news without the news jingle. The news jingle's done now. You could have just said, news. here's no, the news. No, you could have no. just said news. No, no, because it's... Actually, this is quite a cool pedal to talk about. So, I guess. yeah, so okay. let's talk about this then. The Electroharmonics Oceans 12. So, do you remember when the Oceans 11 came out? Um, Great movie. Yeah. 2003, yeah. 2004, something like that. Ocean's 12 came out in 2004. Really? Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ugh, that we was are old. Uh, well, speak for yourself. Um, anyway, the Ocean's 12 is electroharmonic. I thought this pedal had been out for ages. Did we know about this or have they just been talking about it for ages? I think they teased it quite a while ago. Right. Okay. Um, I think. Okay. Well, anyway, the Ocean's 12 is a, a dual. Um, reverb pedal so there's two reverb engines built into the pedal itself um, kind of like when um, they did the canyon and then the it big was the, canyon come on great oh, canyon yeah. <laughs> I, no I can't remember Grand Canyon. Grand, oh, yeah. What? I thought you were joking. <laughs> you joke. weren't even joking. The expansive canyon. <laughs> I genuinely wasn't joking. The large canyon. <laughs> <laughs> you even said great. No. The, the, uh, is it the, uh, the Grand Wall of China? Um, of course, the Grand Canyon. So this is the uh, this is the Grand Canyon to the Ocean's Eleven, as it were. So you've got two reverb engines in there uh, with um, 11 or tw- no, 12, uh, of course, because it's the Ocean's 12, uh, different types of uh, reverb. But each of those types, so there's room, spring, plate, blah, 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 blah. Um, each one of those has got three different, two or three different styles. So actually there's, there's more like um, 35 or 40 different types of uh, reverb in there. And you can uh, set one of them to add, you can set two different styles for each one. Um, stereo in, stereo out. But it also, I was trying to find the manual. I was trying to do my best Matt Knight impression. I couldn't find hey. the manual. It looks as though you can either run it stereo in and out or you can run it mono in and out. And there's an effects loop. Which seems yeah, quite interesting. That's quite, a st- that's quite a standard thing, I guess, for a lot of companies now where you bypass the right and left and then you can run another pedal in the insert probably i'd imagine on this um let me have a look send and return yes i'd imagine the pedal that you run in the effects loop modulates just the reverb trails i would imagine okay right well Um, i couldn't find the manual so i don't know um, i guess we'll guess or we could watch the video bill bill rupert um doing honestly some of the best demos out there yeah. he sells many electroharmonics pedal from his uh, his demos alone fantastic yeah. 
Um, but yeah, uh, really cool looking. Um, loads of loads of uh, different. Uh, what's the word? Algorithms. Uh-huh. Uh, there we go. Algorithms in there, and yeah, it looks it looks great. It looks great. There's also a control on there called Tide, which sounds really nice. Ooh, I like uh, the sound of the. That. I like the sound of the auto infinite reverb with yeah. optional chorus or flange that listens to your playing and crossfades to a new reverb wash upon detection of a newly struck note. What? Very nice. Oh, I'm excited by that. That sounds wonderful. Now, the other reason that the reason that we've had to do this Ocean's 12 is because it's also the sequel to Matt Knight's favorite movie. <laughs> Yeah, um, I actually also watched a film with The Rock in it yesterday. <laughs> of course, um, <laughs> it always comes back to Dwayne. What was it? Was it Rampage? No, it was Jumanji. Fighting with my Fighting with my family. Great movie! Which is a, oh great movie. It's actually really good. I enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was good. Uh, about the youngest it's ever fine. female wrestler. Um, uh, of course, course you like. That's not true. But champion. Uh, it is about wrestling. Um, yeah, it's about wrestling. Um, but anyway, so. I once watched Ocean's Eleven two and a half times um, <laughs> because I flew to Nashville on oh, a plane yeah. service <laughs> where they did not have a sort of in-flight service, as it were. They just had nine channels that you could scroll through. Um, and five of those channels were in Spanish. So there was only four channels playing the same movies over and over uh, most of them were terrible, so I ended up watching Ocean's Eleven two and a half times before I landed <laughs> in Nashville. <laughs> and um, that film now haunts me forever. <laughs> um, but yeah, say Ocean's you Eleven, great, great movie. Wonderful. Great. Mate Groovy. Well, before we uh, before we wrap up today, we've got ten more minutes. Let's uh, let's take some questions. We had some very good ones from the group, so it's no, no time for a jingle. We no, got to plow through. We got to plow right through. The jingle's already gone. If you beat the me and push the button. It, it, it doesn't got, matter because yeah. if just add it in, yeah. he'll just, yeah. he'll just I can cut, I cut can jingle. This. I've got I a question for you. Yes, sir. I've got, no, no, I've got no, a question for you. Jingle. Now jingle, these questions jingle. are from the Facebook. Well, group. I've got a question for you. Go on. Then. How many reverb pedals do electroharmonics? Well, how many pedals do electroharmonics have under their reverb section 16. on the website? Okay, so what pedals do they do? This reverb. I guess the Canyon would. No, just the Canyon's just delay, isn't it? I'm not even going to think about it. I'm saying sixteen. So, what other reverb pedals do they do? They do it's all the Grails. The Grail comes in about a million different versions. They have anything else other than the Grail, though? I can't really think of anything other than the Grail and obviously the ocean. So you're, get, you're yeah, going with at least like a million, right? So, so yeah, okay. So maybe let's say six variants of Grail plus two oceans plus a, a wild card or two. So I'll say ten. You're saying ten, yeah, Matty. What are you saying? Mark's saying 16. I'm going to say I'm going to say 14 and land somewhere in the middle. Well, you're all wrong. I'm going to guess 11. And 11 is correct. <laughs> okay. uh, so there is the cathedral, the epitome. 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 Is it the epitome? Yeah. Epitome. It's the, it's the epitome. epitome. The epitome. Uh, you're the epitome of dreadful podcasting. Uh, the Holy Grail, the Holy Grail Max, the Holy Grail Neo, the Holy Grail Plus... The Holy Stain, the Ocean's Eleven, the Ocean's Twelve, the okay, 
Stereo Memory Man with Hazarai. Yeah. Not really yeah. sure that oh, counts that's as a, a re- great pedal. Yeah, but it's a delay pedal. It's got reverb sure. on it. Um, and the Turnip Greens. So actually, I'm not going to count the Stereo Memory Man with Hazarai, and I'm going to say that Joe Branton was correct with 10 reverb pedals. Thank you very much. I will take my leave of you now. Oh, good. Thank God. Uh, Is right. that all it took? <laughs> I just needed to be right on something. Yeah, yeah, for once. The one time you've ever been right, years. now you can leave. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you and goodbye. So anyway, we're gonna we're gonna take at least one question from the Facebook group on this podcast that I <laughs> announced at the start. Would be <laughs> we got loads of questions. <laughs> really, questions. Hello, guys. We got loads of questions. Yeah, me. Okay. No, that's that's true. not how I talk. Uh, okay, so first Hello of all, there. We've got loads of questions. <laughs> that's not how I talk. It's either. the question duck. <laughs> you sound like you sound like Joe doing an impression of a walrus. Yeah. Oh. Hello there. Do you have any fish? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to trade some fish? Do you want to trade <laughs> for king and country? Fun. <laughs> oh, I totally missed that. <laughs> okay. Anyway, we're going to take one question. So, um, so the, the question, Dark, is uh, as let's our, not as, do the top one. No, I'm going to do the last one. I'm going to do the last okay. one. Okay. Okay. So Michael Rigby um, has asked, "What pedal clones?" Uh, have you found that are actually better than the originals? I thought that was a great Ooh. question. Um, it's a good question. It is a good question. It's the sort of thing that if you guys had read in advance, I'm sure you would have prepared answers for because it is such a good question. I've got one but, straight away, actually. Yeah, go for um, it. Without a doubt, the TC Electronic Third Dimension. What a fantastic, fantastic, fantastic chorus also pedal. Also, not better than the original. I mean, Absolutely. at 30 quid, who can argue? No, who can no, argue? No, 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 no. So what do you think, guys? I mean, I, th- I think, you know, obviously, like, you know, when you think of clones, I think of clones and I think of Tube Screamers as, like, yeah. the yeah. two I mean, major the, ones. The first, which first which one... opens up a really obvious one. Go on. Uh, soul Food. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's better than a clone. Well, but... I mean, also, you've got to bear in mind that the... <laughs> we all agreed last week that the Soul Food wasn't even the best Soul Food. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> we prefer the base Soul Food. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's true. Um, do you know one that, actually, I really like? Um, and... One that I think, you know, I've heard it up against one of the KTRs and I think it definitely holds its own, if not a bit better. Uh, Wampler Tumnus, I think, is a really, really good sounding pedal um, and a great addition to any board. If anyone's looking for that kind of transparent overdrive, the Tumnus is absolutely fantastic. I think we should prefix all um, of this by saying that, you know, what we're suggesting are clones is probably just a coincidence. Oh, sure, you sure. Know, you know, the the fact that they sound they similar. They sound similar. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a coincidence, sure. you know. I, I really, uh, really liked the Ryra the clone uh, when I tried it out in No Tom Guitars in Oh, in yeah, I remember you saying too. about that, yeah. Yeah, really, really impressed yeah. with those. They were about, they were, they were 200 pounds on the nose. They came in like a load of different finishes. Um, in, in, in fact, actually, I've just popped to the site now. They are nearly completely sold out. The only one they have in stock, and I can't believe this is the one that's left over, at 199 the uh, pink one, a bright oh, pink no, one. don't say it. that. With, Get it for With black... Uh, controls on there that that looks gorgeous i'm afraid matt has already well, bought that so you can't uh, yeah. well actually my my personal preferred one um which i was actually um reading about today is the sierra tone centura 
Um, so they are a company out of Korea, I think, that make a bunch of really high-end, basically Dumble clones, but they effectively also make this Klon clone in the same chassis that the Klon came in. Um, so it looks basically exactly the same. If you see it from a distance, even the logo and obviously the name is very, very close. Um, but yeah, up against an original sounds very, very very good um but i mean obviously um you could I, in some ways maybe argue that the ktr the clon yeah. ktr is also a um a sort of clone of the original clon yeah um what if, it's but, a reissue uh, though really isn't it yeah i guess it's it's he says bill finger says it's exactly the same yeah. as the original circuit. so i mean so I would say here's a question then here's a question can a company clone its own pedals oh or is it a reissue by default if no it's i think it's a, brand? i think it's a i think it's a reissue yeah it's not a clone right. it's a reissue so i couldn't also have, like... reissue sounds far more authentic than well, sure, i don't clone. know because if because what about if you we just mean all of fame does clone just mean alternate Hall... version though how you know how loose is the expression clone? Well, that's the thing. Is a lot of people say, "Oh, yeah, it's a tube screamer clone," but I've tweaked it. It's like, well, that's not a clone, then, is it? No, it's like you've yeah, done I'm... something different. So what I'm saying is, can a brand release a clone? Well, well it would have to. It would have to be pedal. tweaked to sound different, wouldn't it? Is that a clone then? At that point, or is that a well, new? I think we're just well, yeah, using. I think clone is just a global term that is, you're is, you're applying is, to specific a label. Does a reissue have to be exactly the same as the original? Uh, mm. yeah. Well, yeah. yeah it, it depends because yeah, yeah. you could look at something like Waza pedals and go, "Well, are they clones? Then, no. Are are they? Are they just a new pedal altogether? Yeah. Well, there you go. I mean, I'd rather own a DM2W than a DM2 just did for we, having all the extra stuff on there. Did we call clone pedals clones before? Did, we are getting bef- held did up Did we here. call them clones before clone clones became such a big thing? Or did the term clone clone, uh, like, popularise the term clone? Did we call them tube screamer clones? Probably, yeah. Did we? Yeah. I'd imagine yeah. so. Big yeah. muff clones. Did we say that? I see. I don't think we did. Yeah. I think clone clone is like because it's 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 you can put nice me to on the say. End. Yeah, clone clone. I think clone clone popularised the term clone, and before that we were just like, yeah. I mean, it's, I think it's a big muff. Yeah, it's a big muff circuit. Yeah, big muff circuit. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Who knows? Well, anyway. it's, um, I it's think interesting clone clone when you take the of calling clones clones. <laughs> 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 I think cool. um, what's interesting though, if you look at something mic. like. <laughs> The Earthquaker Plumes, which is they they just openly say it's a tube streamer circuit that's just got a bit more. Well, they, their actual wording is a tube streamer style transparent overdrive pedal, but much more of its own thing than just a TS808 clone. Um, but that's been really really popular, and actually love the sound of that. Um, and even Jamie Stillman's done a couple of um, great demos on that as well. Um, so I think that's that's a pretty that's a pretty neat pedal if you want to kind of. Don't want a tube screamer because obviously most of these, um, you know, homages to other pedals are just like the same circuit but tweaked. But that's where a lot of people start, isn't it? It's easy to find all these circuit diagrams online, and it's very. That's what I kind of like about Thorpey is that all of his circuits are very much his own design from the ground up. They're not really like it's like the Red Mist as well. It's very much his own thing. It's yeah. Not, 
yeah something important else. to sort of step uh, away from from history I yeah think, i bit. think as well you know with so many pedals out there it's so easy to get bogged down it's like oh i wouldn't like that because it sounds like a tube screamer i wouldn't like that because it sounds like a big muff yeah. it's like if you don't have any sort of those thoughts when you go into trying it you're i think you tend to be a little bit more open about kind of what what you want from the pedal and actually open to try it a little bit more rather than being a little bit more closed doors from from the off absolutely now speaking of uh jamie stillman and earthquaker just sorry to cut across no, you no, there. go for it um did you see that on uh well you did see because i sent it to you uh earthquaker and jamie stillman are in i think it was maybe on the front page i only saw an excerpt of it but they're in the wall street journal today yeah. Yeah. really weird really weird really weird like there's a there's a a little excerpt about the popularity the rising popularity of guitar pedals so you know wall street journal with the finger on the pulse as always <laughs> yeah, yeah. um they, when, when did we start this podcast <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah there's uh there's it's kind of centered around um around jamie stillman and you know everything that he's done and like they give a shout out to party of helicopters which was his like hardcore band that he was in that's the weirdest thing about it's the whole so article. so weird so weird that they talk about party <laughs> has of he helicopters. just got a mate who's just started working at i mean Wall Street I, Journal. either that or there's a some fantastic fan. pr going on but yeah um it's uh there's also like they have a little bit of a cut out uh, of a talk with um with a couple of people who are at fender and with mike matthews as well um so yeah it's uh really really weird to see like guitar stuff in non-guitar certainly non-guitar places <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Now, we are drawing to an end of this week's free episode of Guitar Nerds Podcast. You can, of course, listen to an entire extra episode of Guitar Nerds every week over on our Patreon site, patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. You can find it in the description of this podcast episode. Um, this week over on Patreon, we're uh, we're continuing Gear of the Decade. We are on to 2015. We're going to be doing... Uh, this week so that's right the four of us are going to be totting up all the best bits of 2015 and then deciding upon the best guitar product of the entire decade at the conclusion of this 10-part series now to become a patreon supporter it costs only a dollar a month and you can enjoy the podcast ad free and early every week at the five dollar tier you can enjoy an entire extra episode plus you've got access to our back catalog of mini series like question hole and bar chords and the friday specials um, and at the $10 tier, you can become an executive producer and enjoy all the, those benefits, plus the prestigious honour of having your name featured in our podcast outro song. You can follow us on all the major social platforms at, at Guitar Nerds. Platforms. 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 And you can join our Facebook community at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Guitar Nerds Forum. Whew, thanks very much for tuning in. We'll be back next week with more of this guitar nerdery. Farewell. Cheers, gang. Platforms. Yes, I'm back. Back second crack. For another Guitar Nerds extravaganza song. Here we go. Schultzy, Michael Howe, Ryan Einsler, Jeffrey Wax, and Eric Himmel. Mario Duran, Brian Einsler, Gavin Landon, Jacob McGee, Marcus Alcoraki, Stuart Robson, Robert Butterworth, Neil Milton, Rob Basto, Christian Lund Hansen, Keith Adams, Eric Fire, Andrew Good, Marin Peters, Richard Sardworth, Jacob Moore, Jenny Kemp, Matthew King.
says Adrian Day and Sean Arbo, John Anglin, Rob Gould, Tucker Abaddon, Ernie Cooper, Ross Edwards, Nate Nagel, Stephen Burke, Aaron Sherman, Rob Grant, Matt Roberts, Dave Lee, Eddie James Baker, Martin Cliff and Matt Bellamy, Jake Gray and Blake Wyland, Scott Kennedy, Christopher Loseth, Panzams, Derek Rich and Rob Nordvik. Steve Merkel, J.D. Short, Robin Smith, Connors Mancher, Brad Page, Andy McKenzie, Scott O'Brien, Paul Corrigan, Will Clare, and of course, the greatest of all, i.e. the person who's been backing us the longest, catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 